Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Just before we went to break, we did Oilers Now. Game day trivia for our friends at Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets. Everybody that uh, gets a correct answer on this gets a chance to enter in to win a Marc Messier 11 by 14 autograph fame, uh, framed Oilers photo. Check out proamsports.ca or visit the 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. This was a hard question. We'd mentioned Connor McLennan uh, committing to the U of A program, former Philadelphia draft pick. And the question today was name the former Washington Capitals draft choice that's leading the Golden Bears in scoring. And he was the best player for U Sports against the World Junior guys at Christmas, just just in early December, uh, before the players went off to the World Juniors. And the correct answer was Eric Florchuk out of Fort Saskatchewan. He's a good friend of Kirby Docks. And the correct uh, answer was Brendan. Was it uh, Darcy? Got it today. Nicely done, Darcy. So you're in. Uh, there will be a new draw starting in February. Uh, so it's tomorrow, thirty first. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll do one on February uh, the 1st on the Thursday. All right. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Rob Brown's going to join us from the Oilers Radio Network for Montorio Homes, developing customized homes perfectly built to your lifestyle. Visit Montorio, M-O-N-T-O-R-I-O dot C-A. Hello, Rob Brown. How are you doing? Well, Bob, I'm doing awesome. I'm sitting overlooking the harbor in Puerto Mexico right now, so I'm doing pretty good. Now, are you there with uh, Jack Michaels and uh, Rob Brown, or uh, Jack Michaels and uh, Ryan Rashog? No, I am actually, my mother and her husband come down here. They come for six months every year, okay. and today I showed up and surprised my mother. She had no idea I was coming and, and shocked her, so it's... Uh, it was a good day today. So yeah, and I'm I've never been here before. It's 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 pretty darn cool. Yeah. Uh, I've had a very good day in Mexico. So have you have you you never been to Mexico before? I've been to Mexico. I've never been to Puerto Vallarta. My mom's been trying to get me to come down for years, and uh, this year I decided in I think November that I was going to come down and surprise her. So I had this thing all booked up, and I came in and gave her a, a slight heart attack and surprised her. And it's been a really good first day here in Mexico. I think uh, Brendan Connolly, who owns Roos Chris, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he's got a restaurant in uh, PV as well. So I'll have to do a little bit of reading. That I don't know, but if you can find it and send me a text, I will go there. And it's funny, and the other thing you're talking about, you're talking about Connor McClendon. Connor McClendon. I had him at... Uh yeah, I had him at NAX, a wonderful young hockey player, really, really nice kid. Yeah, I had 46 goals and 92 points last year in the Western League, so he uh, has left the American League. Uh, he, I met him out out at uh, Irma uh, in the summer, at the golf tournament that I, I attended with Jerry Johansson and Daryl Sutter, and, for, uh, and Mike Susie Carson's dad helped hook the whole thing up. Um, and I'm quite pleased he's gone to the U of A, and I don't think... Um, that his pro aspirations are necessarily done. They're just uh, 
a little bit on hold for a couple of years. And I and I, I mentioned Eric Florchuk because he's a guy that other NHL organizations are now because you know you're up to 32 teams. I mean the Oilers signed a guy last year out of the NCAA, and he's played three games in the American League this year. That's it. He's been in the ECHL the entire time. You know, the organizations seem to invest a lot in NCAA, and sometimes there's a guy right underneath your own nose uh, that can pop through and uh, and end up being a useful support player, uh, either at, on your NHL team or your AHL team, and you got to look and find players wherever you can. You know what I'm saying, Rob? 100%. Here, I'm going to give you a little Bob Stoffer trivia. Name an Edmonton order that came from Irma, Alberta. Gord Mark. Absolutely. I played with Gordy Mark and his brother Lenny Mark, both in Kamloops. I know them very, very well. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, now, Gord was, uh, he was with New Jersey, right? Uh, he, he was with them, too, I believe. And then he played in Edmonton a few games. Big, tough, yeah. defensive defenseman. And his brother, brother Lenny was a forward. I don't think Lenny ever, I'm not sure if Lenny ever went pro, but... Uh, he was part of Ken Hitchcock's chain game in Sherwood Park for many years. So I got to play with both of the Mark brothers. I actually lived with Lenny Mark in Campbell's for a couple of years. Now, was Len Mark uh, older than uh, Gord or younger? No, he was younger. Gordy Mark was the older guy. I think he was two years older than Lenny. Okay. Because, uh, you know, we obviously I played against, when I was out playing for the Strathcona Warriors, played against actually the first midget triple a game in the province of alberta was between the south side who had, we'd moved into the city and i was i played in that game for the south side against short park against itch and the chain out at our drossen arena in 1982 august <laughs> early either early september or might have even been like august 30th uh of that year way oh, back it's funny in. i go ahead it's funny i uh, gordy mark i remember watching him play senior men's basketball Pitch, and I went and watched him play in St. Albert, and he was stealing from third to home and slid. It was a close place at home base, and the catcher thought that Gordy had missed the place. So he ran at Gordy with his glove to tag Gordy, and Gordy sucker punched him and knocked him out cold. He thought, he thought he was just coming to hit him. So Gordy Mark, like seriously, the catcher, I was at the game standing there sitting and watching my buddy play, and Gordy Mark knocked the catcher out cold. Done. Uh, Gordy didn't finish the game or the rest of the tournament, but Gordy was tough. He finished the catcher, which is not a... And you had a few he guys... finished the catcher, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. You had a few guys back in the day in the Western League that could take care of business. Uh, was, did you play with Rudy Postcheck? Oh, or? we were tough. I, I played with Rudy Postcheck, who was scary tough. I played with Mark Kachowski, Craig Berube, Alan May, Doug Saunders, Jim Camazola, 
I never had to worry about what I said on the ice because I had about 10 guys that were much, much tougher than anyone else in the league that would look after me. So, yeah, the Canvas Blazers and the Prince Albert Raiders were the two toughest teams probably in Canada at that point. And the one year we played each other in the finals, we had a a bench ball with Prince Albert once that somebody on Prince Albert, I think it was either Ken Baumgartner or or Dave Manson cross-checked Greg Hoggett across the face. So we had a five-minute power play. So uh, Bill LaForge was a coaching senator, five toughest guys in the power play. Tuesday dropped the puck, those five guys beat up the four penalty killers. So then the next shift out, both teams set out four guys to fight. At the end of the night, there was me, Tony Bogle, and Dean Evanson on our bench, and they had three bench, and we played the last 14 minutes alone. And I remember Bill LaForge came up to me, and he goes, Brownie, if we send the benches, don't drop your stick, just start swinging. So that's when I was 15 years old, and I learned, okay, yeah, you got to be tough in this league if you want to play in it. Well, a lot of people consider the 85 Prince Albert Raiders, like the uh, police chief in Edmonton, Dale McPhee, was on that. Dale McPhee, yep. He was on that team. Yeah, I played against Dale McPhee. Yeah. He was tough. Very, very tough. <laughs> Obviously, they you know they had they had Bomber and Manson, and uh, they had Manny Viveros, who was a wonderful. He was probably the Eastern Conference version of Greg Hoggard. Uh, you know, I mean, he was he was uh, a player yeah, of the Manny year Viveros, that year. He was he was he was player of the year that year. He was actually he was the East, uh, representative. I was the West, and and Manny won that year, and he went on to represent the Western Hockey League. Dave Manson and Ken Baumgartner were D partners. And there were a lot of teams that when their line, when they had a line out there and they saw those two out there, they would dump and change. They're like, or dump, excuse me, dump and change. They're like, I'm not going out against those two. Dave Manson would put a stick between your legs and just punch you in the throat. And that was, he was the nice one of the two. Ken Ballmer, there was way meaner. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, did they try to steal your net? Because wasn't that their thing when they were in PA? <laughs> They'd steal the opposition net? They, they, they did. They didn't do that to the Camels Blazers because we were tough too. When I say we, I meant the other guys on my team. But they did that to a lot of other teams. Yeah, that they would take their net and then, and the thing is, teams would warm up and warm up their goalie without a net because it was easier and safer to shoot on a goalie with no net than to go down and take their net back from the Prince Operators. Well, Moose Shaw had Buckberger and Mike Keenan, as you know. Mike Keen was technically a top five fighter in the league. Like he was, he could really throw him. And that's part of the reason why Buckberger, you know, the orders took a swing on Buckberger was because he was one of the few guys that would show up against the Prince Albert Raiders back in the day. Well, I remember we had a game against uh, Moose Jaw and they had one of those first uh, ceremonial face-offs with a guy named Mike Nottingham on a goal scorer. He wasn't tough, but he was a goal scorer with some attitude, and he took a face-off against Mike Keane. And we were in uh, Moose Jaw, and obviously whenever you play in the opposition, you let them win the face-off. They, I don't know, the, the child that dropped the puck, our guy Mike Nottingham snapped it back, won the draw, and then kind of stood and stared down Mike Keane. We, had a, we almost had a full-scale brawl before the game even started because we won the ceremonial face-off. It was a little bit different back then, the Western Hog League. Eventually, they started having their pregame warm-ups, with one team at a time because it was getting a little silly. Come on, Rob. In 2004 at the University Cup, Blair St. Martin, who had 398 penalty minutes one year for the Medicine Hat Tigers, he snapped the puck up in, in, a, in a face-off with a guy named Ryan Lindsay from UNB, and they sat there and had the sticks between each other's legs on national TV on TSN for the University Cup semifinal game. It's, I mean, it happened 20 yes, years yeah, ago. Yes, it's probably pretty exciting. 
Yeah, they're probably pretty excited about that in the CIS. Yeah, they all oh, they were they went out later and sang Kumbaya. <laughs> all right, hey, uh, sixteen game winning streak. Take us through the players' mindset. How you know? You know what? The, the first the first ten guys aren't thinking about it. They really aren't. It, it just you're coming to the rink. Okay, cool. It, 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 things are going well. You're happy because of where you've been in the past. Then you got to remember the others have already had an eight game winning streak, so they knew that they could put this together. At about twelve, it creeps into your mind a, a bit, but then you're thinking we're still a five game winning streak away. And as you know, Bob, five game winning streaks aren't that common in the National Hockey League. But right now, it's in their mind. Uh, you try not to talk about it. You try not to think about it. But every time after a game, everyone's in there. All the reporters are talking about it. It's huge news. The others knew going into the last game how important that game was. But now they want it. And it's just the, the ego. It's the competitiveness. They want to be part of history. And they want to say... For the next 50 years, whatever, when someone gets to where at 14 games, they're chasing down that Edmonton Oilers record. So they all want to be part of that. So it's on their minds now. And now you throw in the fact that to tie the record, it's in Vegas, the, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs, the Stanley Cup champion. Uh, this is a big, important game. And now it's like, now we want it. it, it it's there. It's a, if someone would have said after 10 games, hey, do you want this record? Yeah, really. It'd be cool to get, but it's not that big a deal. Now, because of they're there, it's in Vegas, yes, they absolutely want this record. And I imagine in the, for the Oilers, they've won 16 straight. The 17th game in Vegas will be the best game they play all year. I hope you're right. Uh, what about having the break right now? Any concern over that, given a 16-game heater, Rob? Well... I mean, obviously you'd love to keep playing, but I don't think Vegas has a whole lot of games in the meantime as well. It probably benefits Vegas more, and I don't know. They have a bunch of guys injured. I don't know if those guys will be back they got for that Car- game. They're going to get Carlson back for sure. When, and, and you and I both know he's a fantastic hockey player, great number two centerman. So Vegas would be better because of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you lose the routine that you have every day, going to practice, getting ready for games. Just that uh, that'll be gone. Um, but this is a team. I, I I don't know if fans realize how focused the leadership group is of the Oilers. The leadership group of, of, of Dreisaitl and McDavid and Nurse and Nugent Hopkins. I mean, especially when you talk about McDavid and Dreisaitl, they've won everything except for Stanley Cup. This leadership group is focused on one thing this year, and that is winning. And they don't care where, where they are statistically individually. They want the grand prize. So this group will be prepared for that game in Vegas. And we've talked about it a lot where it's hard getting up for Chicago. It's hard getting up for Columbus. Uh, they will play well enough to win those games. It's not hard getting up for Vegas. They will be prepared for that game. And Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse will have them ready and prepared whether they have a 10-day break between games or not. I do believe that the Edmonton Oilers will play their best game. Now, that doesn't guarantee a win. Vegas is good. But I'm looking forward. That's going to be a good game. That's one I've had circled for a while. 
Uh, it's also an ESPN National Broadcast Night, and it's Super Bowl week in Vegas as well. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on the orders. Uh, we are joined by Rob Brown, who's been kind enough uh, to take the call all the way in Mexico. Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network, Fort Montorio. That's M-O-N-T-O-R-I-O Homes, developing customized homes perfectly built for your lifestyle, montorio.ca. All right, Rob, uh, one final one for you. We've got about uh, approximately five weeks to the NHL trade deadline. Do the Edmonton Oilers need to trade for another goaltender? Um, <laughs> well, if you're trading for a goaltender, you're trading to see if there's something that you can find that's going to be better than Calvin Pickering and Jack Campbell and Olivia Rodriguez. I mean, you don't need anything to supplant uh, Skinner because Skinner's been all world. He's playing as good as any goalie in the National Hockey League. But we've seen over the last number of years in the National Hockey League uh, the injuries to goalies in the playoffs. Teams are going to their second stringer, their third stringer. We saw a couple of years ago the Penguins going to their fourth stringer, Carolina going to the fourth stringer. So you have to look as an organization. The team that you have with the offense, the, the, the sixth defenseman you have, whatever depth you have, are you still good enough to win a Stanley Cup if Calvin Pickard your goal? If something happens to Skinner, if you believe you can win a Stanley Cup with Pickard, you stand pat. If you think that if something happens to Skinner, you need an upgrade on Pickard, you make a move. Uh, I do believe in this next month we're going to find a lot more about Pickard because he's going to play more games because of the schedule and against better teams because of the schedule. So I think about... Two two weeks, three weeks from now, you'll have a better idea whether or not you want to update on your backup building. Rob, great stuff. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to uh, touching base next week. Sounds good, Bob. There you go. 621 in Edmonton. Guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. Japanese Village with a fairly new location right on Calgary Trail. We'll take a quick time out. We're going to get into our text of the week draw for Great White Car Wash. Uh, burn a few, a few of those when we return on Oilers now. Let's go to our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 100. 11th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Hey, Brennan, just before we do, do they need to go get another goalie? Or do, do they end up upsetting the apple cart, given how Pickard's played and how he's fit in with the team? Listen, I would say they don't need to, but you look at the schedule and the back-to-backs, and then you look at the price point on one 39-year-old Marc-Andre Fleury, and if you can get Minnesota to retain half of oh, $3.5 million dollars, I'd do that all day. You need to see how much they how how many guys they've already retained on because they're a Ooh, team. Good point, right? Because you're allowed three. They're in cap hell. And uh, we have uh, Hart Levine coming up. He knows all that kind of stuff. Bob Brian Lawton is such a smart man. Uh, he's a terrific gentleman to listen to. Great show. That one comes to us from Panners Pancakes. There you have it. Well, anytime you compliment the show, you're in the mix. For our awesome text of the week draw, where winners receive three months of washes at my favorite car wash, Great White Car Wash, 104, 169th Street. Stay tuned for our weekly winner every Friday. Yeah, everybody's got the different guys that they like on the show. It's good. Uh, Farmer Ed has texted us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I think you can quote me on this. It will be Edmonton's best game in Vegas, and they will win. 
That one comes to us from Farmer Ed. What do you think, Brendan? Do you think we'll see the Oilers' best game of the year against Vegas? you think they'll be jacked up, ready to go in Vegas uh, next Tuesday? Only, I, I would tend to say no, but because they've proven twice before this year, they can come off of a, a down spell and be right back at it with no rest. Uh, or, pardon me, no rust. Uh, lots of rest. I, I do think that they can come out and do that for sure. Interesting. I, I'm going to be highly intrigued to see how the... Uh, how the orders end up doing. Again, you can text us at 780. Oh, what's this? Uh, Bob, uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, it's from Cletus. He says, uh, I think the lawyers are going to be okay, Bob, but I'm concerned about your liver with all this time off and no hockey. I think you're going to be hitting the bottle hard. It's a rule of one, man. You never get in <laughs> trouble if you only have one. Does anybody else get uh, gout from having Caesars, preferably salted Caesars? I'm just throwing that out there for anybody out there right now. Seven eight zero four nine six zero. Maybe it's just because I'm old, slow, and fat. But uh, you know, it's quite a combination. Not a, you know what? It's like in hockey, you don't want to be small and slow. And as a dude, you don't want to be old, slow, and fat. So. I got to work on my first step quickness, Brendan. I, I'm I'm really concerned about that right now. We'll get the agility cones out. We'll start doing some drills. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Not go too far. Hart Levine coming up from Puckpedia after James done with a global news weather traffic update.